Welcome to the HMO Property Podcast, where we connect, educate, and inspire the UK's HMO property community. So stop what you're doing, sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. What's up, HMO Nation, and welcome to another episode of the HMO Property Podcast with me, Rupert Wallace. In this episode, we interview successful HMO property investor, Nick Smith. Nick's going to take us on his HMO property investment journey, including the ups, the downs, the highs, and the lows. Now, Nick's been investing in HMOs for only one year but he's completed five projects, currently houses 28 tenants, and that's in five different locations. So let's jump straight in. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be on and, uh, and welcome. Good, great to have you. Before we dive into the details about your HMOs, Nick, give us a bit about yourself, give us your background before you started investing in HMOs. Okay, so I have worked in um, corporate world most of my life. So I uh, left school relatively early and worked in the printing industry. So I um, became a, a, a printer and then I became a manager and a director. So I um, always have worked um, in, in, in that industry uh, and worked on, on what, as everybody would have done on a day-to-day basis. And I had a view of investing in property as a as as a means of of putting saving and, and, and making good investments um so i've invested throughout the, that period of time in uh single lets and properties uh, that i came along a little bit ad hoc uh, a, a little bit um not had a any major strategy other than uh, putting income that i was earning and trying to save into more than just a bank account and using property as an investment strategy. Got it. You're not you're not alone there, Nick. And just tell us a bit more about your printing career. How long did you do do um, in that industry? Um, uh, since I was seventeen, I, I, I sixteen seventeen, I, I started on it. I got an apprenticeship as a printer. I worked uh, uh, on shifts for nine years. I worked my way up into management uh, and the technical departments in that industry. I became a um, leading uh, um, expert in the field. A lot of digital technology was coming into the market. Um, and then what I did was I then I ended up being going back into the management of the uh, uh, manufacturing management um, and worked, ended up working for a, a big 75 million pound PLC. Um, uh, running at that factory and did I, you enjoy your time Nick I, no, I love the industry I love the management of people and it's something I always did uh, I, I always had a, a desire to um, to run my own business as at one point I, I bought a failing I, what I moved into is uh, buying a failing print, printing company a property print a printing company sorry and um, and looking to turn that around so I put my business uh, expertise to the test of taking something that was losing money and 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 uh, and turning it around into a profitable business. Uh, so I did that, and uh, and then I also in, 
I've been continually uh, uh, adding um, companies to my list of things. So I've opened up a delicatessen at one point. I've uh, opened wow. up, uh, invested in a catering business. I invested in a, um, a energy business, a green energy business. So I worked in the corporate world. I ran my own printing company. I um, and then I also invested in other companies as well as investing in property at the same time. Got it. And just staying on the topic of pre-HMO, tell us about your pre-HMO property journey. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, single lets um, buying. Uh, properties that were were uh, undervalued, um, looking to refurb them. I started off with a few thousand pounds, did them up on a credit card, moved the balance over to another credit card and continually just uh, invested that money in, refinanced, got that money back out, bought another one. So just so, so just build that portfolio. I did that until around about 2008. Um, when uh, the yields weren't, obviously the financial crisis happened, the yields weren't as good as what we uh, used to get. So I moved into flipping properties, so refurbishing them and developing them. So I would then look for houses that were very, very specifically uh, a good investment to do that. I had a very um, uh, small area that I believed was that, that was my golden little triangle I had mm -hmm. and I always looked in that area and I looked for something that I could do and build I looked for extensions if I could so under p uh, permitted developments I would uh, build an extension out the back or the side I would extend the properties I would open up the living space which was always a good um, uh, popular yeah. uh, thing to do for anybody reselling them uh, and then I would sell them on and I would build that pot. So my, because I was working all the time, all this period of time, I'm, I'm working full time in quite a relatively high powered job. I, 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 um, I ended up being manufacturing director of Europe and Asia. So I was traveling a lot as well. Um, so I, I was doing this all at the same time. So I would do that and then I would just sell them. And then buy. So I was building up equity. If I bought, I didn't want income. That was the important point. If I bought, if I, if I created income, then I was I was just getting taxed high. I was in a high tax bracket. So I was building up a, a pot. I was building up equity in either my single lets or my flips that I was doing. I, I did actually. Buy a couple of foreign properties as well, and I then moved into a little bit of serviced accommodation. I've, I bought a, a property in Cornwall that was a flip initially, but I realized it was a strategically a great place to be, and I kept that one and, and, and I've run a, a holiday let from down there. And I also did the same thing in, um, in the Lake District where I teamed up with a couple of my friends, and we did a JV up there. And we run a um, an outward balance center there. So some of the property investments have ended up being um, holiday lets uh, or uh, activities, serviced accommodation as well. Got it. Excellent. A great story. Many roads lead to HMO. But Nick, tell us about how you made that transition and what got you investing in HMOs. Okay, so I. Go back to the end of 2017, the start of 2018. So I effectively, I've been thinking about doing it for some time, but I effectively stopped my corporate job in January of 2018. Let me just pause you there. 
Were you flipping all the way from 2008 up to yeah. 2017? Yeah, flipping constantly. Fantastic. I would do I would do two or three a year, uh, more if I could. I have had I was working full time, but I had builders. I had the team, the power team around me. I could do a lot of it from computers and phones. Uh, a lot of trusted um, colleagues that I built around me. And uh, but yeah, I flipped continuously. I always had flip on it. If I didn't have a flip going, then I was like I had I, I'd <laughs> lost an arm or something. So I was continually flipping, continuously. Good. And go on, just again, what what made you take the step into HMOs? Um, so in the January two thousand eighteen, I'd built up this equity. I'd I'd uh, not relied on um, income. The the whole strategy of investing in property was based around building equity, not around income. So I, I ended up in January of 2018, uh, said, right, okay, I'm gonna do this uh, full time and I'm gonna do this uh, as, a, uh, as a more of a professional business. Um, so I looked at it and said, right, I want to restructure my, uh, my portfolio and my setup to be a more of a balance between equity building and income building. So I looked at what strategies there would be or what strategies I should do um, in, in order to do equity, uh, sorry, to, to do income earning. I was aware of HMOs prior to that, but HMOs and the, and the, um, the, uh, uh, the work that goes with HMOs, the, 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 the continuous work and the, the more hands-on work that goes with HMOs, always was something that kept me away from them because I wanted single lets. Single lets was my, flipping and single lets were my strategies because single lets were relatively easy to manage and um, flips were obviously um, equity building and, and generating income, generating equity in, in my portfolio. Got it, okay. So was there anything holding you back getting into HMOs or was it just not, not your strategy at that uh, time? It wasn't my strategy and the reason was because I, rightly or wrongly perceived it to be um more uh, hands-on and i was i was busy doing my other businesses i was busy doing my full-time corporate job i was busy managing my own single lets and my flips realistically did i have the bandwidth to take on uh more um busier uh hmo style properties I, maybe I could have put them with agents and things like that, but I, I, I've not traditionally used agents. I've always managed them myself. Uh, so decision was not to go into HMOs because of that. Got it. Nick, tell us about your very first HMO property deal. Okay, so this was a um, tired property. It was bought through a, it was actually discovered through an agent. So it was an agent that I spent a lot of time with and, and working with and and they would always give me um, um, good deals or pass things through to me. So this wasn't sourced directly, this was from an agent, uh, but he was very tired. The property is, uh, had uh, had uh, been underinvested for quite some time. It had, uh, it was large, it was a great property. I love the properties themselves and finding the right looking and style and and the right the right uh, size of the of the property so this is a great big victorian um uh, property and this is in the center of a very affluent northern town of harrogate um it was um had a cellar and three stories above it uh, parking space 
Um, so this was this was uh, significantly tired, and uh, I knew I could um, add value to it and create enough space to create significant um, uh, room sizes as well. Nick, what did you buy it for? What did you spend on it? And roughly, what's it worth today? Yeah, so um, we bought it for just under three hundred thousand, so relatively expensive in the north of England. Um, uh, we refurbished it for around about forty-five thousand, um, and just had it valued at four hundred twenty-five thousand. Fantastic! How many bedrooms have you got then? Nick? It's six bedrooms. Um, we could get en suites. Uh, so four of them have got en suites. Two of them are uh, shared. So two bedrooms share one family bathroom. But a great living space downstairs, great uh, kitchen and uh, living space as well. So um, uh, settee and TV room and things like that. So so it, it gave me six full good ones and a whole good communal area as well. Fantastic. And tell me, what's the cash flow of your first property deal? Yeah, that's a great question. So that's uh, it's it's um, oh, about above two thousand a month. It is uh, uh, it is. So it's uh, I'm going to go through the refinancing as well because I've got the added value of the new new finance on it as well. So that right. will that will effectively bring down the um, the the monthly income, but um, it will keep uh, uh, it will keep that money coming out, and then I can then recycle that money. Two thousand pounds a month on your first property deal, not bad, eh? Yeah. It was a good one. <laughs> a great, a great start. And no the, wonder you The important thing is, it was a really good one to um, to, uh, to to rent as well. It's right in the centre. It's walking distance from the from the the uh, the train station, the bus station into town. So uh, I, I advertised it, and I had to shut the the the, uh, the advertisement down relatively quickly. They were they were wanting it before I even finished it. Fab, love it, Nick. Tell us how has investing in HMOs changed your life? Um, from my perspective, it's restructured the entire uh, uh, the, the setup of my my property portfolio. So the income uh, that it generates has has balanced the the whole thing out. So that the I, I'm getting a a good income from from the income from the HMO strategy as opposed to just the equity building that I was doing before. So that was the that was the aim and that was the strategy and that's exactly what it's delivering. Um, but in terms of changing your life day to day, what, what, what does it actually mean to you? Oh, I don't, I mean, I don't work in my corporate world anymore. So I, I, I get the opportunity, I've got two small children, so I take the opportunity to, to manage my time. I, I, I'm always a worker. You can tell from my early story that I, I'm not one for sitting on my, um, my my bum and doing nothing. So I'm active all the time. Um, but now I can choose when I do that and when I don't do that. So I can maybe get up early, do some work, and then take the kids to school, uh, and then take have more choices in terms of what I do. So that that's been a, a massive game changer to me. When I, the, the the last year of my corporate world, I was flying out to India, flying back, and and um, spending a lot of time traveling. And just giving up my my basically selling my time for 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 a wage. Where where here um, I uh, I'm not, and I'm getting a lot more free time to do uh, more more choice um, activities. Love it, Nick. What's your favourite part of HMO property investing? My favourite part, um, I think it, it's a bit that allows me to do the flexibility, allows me to give that flexibility in my time. I'm, I'm a big believer 
in uh, in managing my time and and and, uh, and I'm at a time of life where I like to choose what I what I do. So it allows me to do that. I like the people side of it. I always have. I've been a people uh, person, and that's why I've managed my own properties in the past. Um, I do like my 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 business is providing high quality um, HMOs, uh, good quality to good professional students. As to professional um, individuals, and I, I like the interaction between them. So I, I do like giving and, and 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 giving people a nice, functional, beautiful place to live, and and the feedback that you get from that. Fantastic, love that answer, Nick. We've talked about your past. Before we move on to the present and your future in HMO property, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking for an effortless HMO mortgage experience? If that's a yes, there's only one place to go, www.thehmomortgagebroker.co.uk, the UK's number one specialist HMO mortgage broker. They're so specialised that they don't do anything else. HMO mortgages, HMO remortgages and HMO bridging. That's it. They have access to every HMO lender out there and even some exclusive products not available to other brokers. With lightning fast service and A1 communication, they're easily the best HMO broker in town. So to experience HMO lending made easy, go to www.thehmomortgagebroker.co.uk today. Nick, fast forwarding to the present day, tell us about your current portfolio in a bit more detail, where it's located, who your tenants are and how it runs. Okay, so the... Um... I, so the company I set up was Saltbox Living. So that's where I, I manage everything through. So we have the Harrogate um, property that we uh, is up and running. And then I bought a um, one in Doncaster, which is um, slightly a lot cheaper. I bought that for 75000 So there's the difference. Uh, I, I'm looking to invest in areas that are no more than about an hour's drive from where I live. Um, I live between York and Harrogate, so I can get to really affluent areas like York and Harrogate, but I can also get to um, uh, mining towns of Barnsley and, and, and the, the industrial towns of Doncaster and places like that. And I can buy different properties for different prices. I can. So uh, Doncaster's one that we've got up and running. That was bought for 75 It was a three-bed uh, Victorian terraced house. Uh, again, one I knew I could convert. So I converted it into a five-bed, all ensuited uh, HMO, um, uh, and that's um, and then and then had that revalued. That uh, services a, a working professional as well. It's located really close to a big industrial area. Uh, Doncaster is 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 good for. It's nearly at the A1 network. It's got great train train links, and that's superb. Um, also, I have. Um, one in Ripon, which is uh, north of Harrogate. Uh, it's, a, it's a market town. Uh, there's not a lot of competition there. There's not a lot of HMOs there. Um, there's a good, um, a good market there. So I have a six-bed HMO uh, there. I also had, uh, what I did actually, I looked at my existing single-let portfolio, and I had a, a, a single-let uh, um, uh, property that, again, could, could be converted. So some slight changes. It's a smaller one. It's only four bedrooms, um, but I've had it for some time. So that, that conversion was relatively cheap to do, and I've made that into a four-bed uh, HMO. 
So that's a that's a good example of just looking at what I can do with existing my existing portfolio. And then I'm currently refurbishing a um, seven bed. So this is six bed HMO at the top, but it has the opportunity as a cellar, which we are tanking and, and converting. And that will be a uh, one bed uh, self-contained flat underneath. So um, that's a, so it's a six bed HMO at the top and a, a one bed flat underneath as well. And that's in, um, in located in Barnsley. And um, and that's just going through refurb. It's about six weeks off completion, is that? Fantastic. Okay. Out of your entire portfolio, Nick, tell us your single best HMO investment to date and why. And it doesn't have to be for the cash flow. Mm, I the single best one. Oh, different different reasons. I love the little conversion I've done from a single let. That was that was just looking at something from a different viewpoint. I like that. Uh, it's only for bed, but because I bought that quite some time ago, I've, my costs are really low, so it's a really good earner, it is. So um, I like that one because I, cause, because I sit back and think, well, um, the HMO mindset has, has given me a different outlook on what I had, and I never entered it thinking that I would do that. But as, I, as, I, as I've gone through the process and as I've, um, um, done more HMOs. I, I I just went back and looked at what I potentially could do. So I like that one, but I also like this six this great big one because it's got a HMO sat on top of a, a flat, which I like the again I like the the building and I like the opportunity that 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 offers me to create something that's um, like a hybrid system. Yeah. So I like that as well. Excellent, love it, Nick. Next up, tell us one significant mistake that you've made in your HMO business that by sharing you think it might help others avoid? Oh, I think mistakes wise, then let's have a look. Um, I think a lot of people go direct to vendor uh, and look for direct to vendor. It's something that's 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 uh, the education um, guys teach you what to do and how to do it. Um, and there's a lot of people buying at the wrong price. Um, I think that's one area to look for um, um, and and understanding what your price is, knowing your numbers, uh, knowing what you, your cost is going to be, knowing what your um, what your price should be and knowing what your return should be. Nick, uh, what about one mistake that you have made? That I've made. That... Um, um, that if you thought about, um, you'd go next time. I would do this rather than this. Uh, it can be a simple thing in terms of uh, uh, thermostats. I've I've put the wrong thermostat in. That's Great. a quite simple one. Tell uh, us. Yeah. The, uh, well, uh, uh, there's some different makes of thermostats out there, and um, and one of the properties doesn't have one that I can control uh, and keep and manage it. Manage it so my costs are a lot higher. Than the than the the others, so because the tenants have got control, um, and that's quite significant because they just they just whack the way, the heating straight up to the top. Um, I now uh, I, I learned from from an experience that that's not the best way to do it. So that are systems nowadays that you can put in that you can control through apps and things, and that's a definite one. I would never I would never do that again. 
Great. That's a really good learning for HMO Nation who'll be listening and someone will pick up on that. So yeah, thank you. It's a small thing, but it's a very important thing because you've got to understand your costs. Absolutely. And you've got to be in control. Nick, yeah. tell us about your HMO portfolio plans for the next 12 months. Um, just moving forward at a quite a rapid pace. You can see in the last year we, we've moved relatively quickly. Um, I have another three properties in legals at, the, at this moment in time, one quite close to completing. Um, so I am keeping to the model that I've, I've picked. I look for the right property in the right location and the right size. Um, one that could offer my house uh, mates something that is functional and uh, and uh, and, and and I say beautiful, but I really like them. I, I, I do good quality end finishes as well because I want them to be a place that they can live and I want them to stay. And, 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 and so I'm looking for very specific properties that can deliver that model and that model that Saltbox Living wants to give out to the, to the market. What's your 12-month target, Nick, or your 2019 target? How many are you looking to put on the board? Oh, I'm. Uh, I'm already. My first target was ten, and we're 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 with a. When I'm counting the ones in legals, we're nearly there now. So I would double that for the following year. Love it. Apart from building the portfolio, is there anything else that you're up to, in property or out, that you'd like to share with HMO Nation? Uh, the only other thing is, I do uh, have a quick look at some serviced accommodation. I do, um, I do have serviced accommodation which I had prior to that, so I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar with the the income it can generate, so I do look for potential properties that can do that as well. And those are the two strategies. The serviced accommodation is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is by far the B plan. Um, but, uh, that runs alongside the A plan. But when, whilst you're looking at properties and you 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 are sourcing them, then um, then uh, I, uh, I keep an eye out for those as well. Brilliant, Nick. What advice would you give to current HMO investors? I alluded it to a little bit. Know your numbers. That's absolutely critical. You have to know your numbers. There's a lot of people I bump into and meet and they don't know the numbers. They don't know how to stack up a deal and understand what a deal is. So that is number one criteria. It is. Um, second thing is if you're refurbishing and, and doing contractor, then go to somebody that is, is knowledgeable and has experience in doing it that's another area i see a lot of people falling down on they're not experienced to deal with builders and contractors and they um they, they either the costs spiral out of control they don't do the systems that they should be doing and they don't have that control so they're the, the two big things i would say and how about any advice you'd give to people who are considering getting into HMOs for the very first time? I think education, first of all. So get education, listen to things like this on the podcast, kind of in touch with people who've been there and done that. Um, don't just dive in. It's an area that can be can be uh, done well, but also can be done very, very badly. Um, so I would get education through, through the relevant channels that are out there. Um, but uh, get online and get 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 listening to things like this, which you, which which they can get their knowledge updated to the point, and then just do it. Though there is a point where you've got to do it, but I would educate myself first. Love it. A little birdie told me, Nick, that you've had an interesting twelve months on a certain educational program. Do you want to tell us how you got on? Yeah, well, in 2018, uh, uh, I did exactly this and thought, well, I I had some experience in property. I knew I felt I knew a lot. 
but I really wanted to get that education in that specific uh, uh, knowledge and and get to know more about the strategies. So I joined the PIN Mastermind, um, uh, twelve month uh, mastermind, and I just completed. So I was on MM twenty five, uh, just completed it, um, became one of the top five uh, performers. Congratulations! Um, so thank you very much. No, it was a, it was a great year. Uh, met great some lots of people that were doing similar things so some a great network you build a great network up uh, but also the education is good so I I'm a sort of person that and this is why I said this about the advice if you're going to do something do something well and if you're going to do something well know everything about it so educate yourself and then and then but then I'm also an action person I'm a creator in terms of my wealth dynamic so I go out there and I do things and I action what I've learned so it's putting those two things together and having that mindset, which um, I've always had a good mindset, but if I put the mindset with the education and with the um, with the ability to take action, then that's how I've, I've hopefully been successful. I think you've just created a trifecta of education, mindset and action. And if you have all those three things, you're going to do well. Yeah. And some people sit there and think, well, uh, they need money as well, but you don't necessarily. You can, if you have those three, you can go out and look for, for, for money as well. So there's means and ways of doing that. Plenty of money out there. Nick, before we sign off, we'd like you to recommend one great HMO resource or book that you'd like to share. Then we'll ask you to let us know how HMO Nation can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Um, uh, from a uh, resource, I, I do use a few apps and, and, and different things that, that help me systemize because that's the other thing. You get very busy, so you, you want to systemize. Uh, so I use Trello for a lot of what I work with. So that's a, a great free app that's out there that I can manage uh, to-do lists. I can manage my power team. I can manage what people are doing. And I can manage projects. When you This is a very project-based type of uh, job um, where you are managing various different aspects and juggling things. So Trello, I find, is a great uh, app out there. Um, and then books I read all the time. I listen to podcasts all the time. It's continuous. Um, uh, I do. Um, I think I rich. I, I mean, I read Rich Man Poor Man quite early on in my my life. I did so. I was on that that education role um, quite on quite early on. Um, I've just finished a uh, uh, David Goggins book, um, uh, which is absolutely superb. If, you ever, if anybody wants to be out there and understand mindset and how to how to uh, get the right mindset, then I'd recommend that one. It's called uh, "You Can't Hurt Me," and it's uh, it's you can get it on audiobook. And it's a great read. Love it, Nick. How about if HMO Nation want to connect with you? So, uh, company's called Saltbox Living. Uh, we have a website, saltboxliving.co.uk. Um, out there, um, that's the best way. There's there's information in, in there about investing in my company. We we do um, properties ourselves, but we also do properties for other people. So we let people invest uh, uh, directly or project based investment. So we've got that. So click on the links in there and look at the investor pack and things like that. So that's the best way. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Saltbox Living, uh, Instagram, and um, and um, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, 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 um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. That's the one I'm thinking about. So I'm on LinkedIn. So I'm on. I'm on obviously the social media, but the best way is just going directly to the to the website. Uh, and and my email address is nick at saltboxliving.co.uk. 
We'll make sure we put all those links in the show notes page for you, Nick. Nick, thanks for sharing your journey. We salute you. Let's get an HMO high five. Hey. We'll see you again soon. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this and want more informational, educational and inspirational HMO property content, then please hit the subscribe button and give us a like. See you next time.